Welcome to the Rialto Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Fitzpatrick. If you are a business owner or entrepreneur looking to have a thriving business, you've come to the right place. We cover the best marketing, growth, and business tips sprinkled with a little bit of mindset to keep you motivated. Welcome to the Rialto Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is a revenue acceleration series interview where we talk to seven-figure B2B professional service firm owners that are actively trying to grow their business and get to the next level. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly so that you can learn from their experience. Hi, I am Tim Fitzpatrick with Rialto Marketing. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Um, we believe marketing shouldn't be difficult. And we also believe that if you want to accelerate revenue growth, you must remove your revenue roadblocks. I am super excited today to have with me Paul Neb from Titan Technologies. Paul, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I can't wait to dig into this with you. Before we do, I want to ask you just a few rapid fire questions if you're ready to jump in with both feet. All right, let's go. Okay, awesome. Uh, very quickly, what do you do? How long have you been doing it? I'm Paul Neb, the uh, CEO of Titan Technologies. We're a managed services IT security provider located in New Jersey. And how long uh, How long have you been in business, Paul? I started the company in 2008, so it's about uh, 15 years now. Okay. Dang, man. Hard to believe. Yeah. 15 years. That's a long time. You're you're doing something right. So, what, Paul, in those 15 years, what's the most important lesson you've learned? Don't give up. Now, there have been many times where things get tough, things get interesting, hairy, weird, you know, uh, but don't give up. Yeah. What about, you? we all know as business owners, there are times where we, like, we hit roadblocks. It, it's just tough times, right? Um, do you have any kind of mantra or something motivational you say to yourself or you share with your team when you when you come up against those times? Nothing really motivational, but just on an ongoing basis, uh, you know, good old treat others the way that you'd want to be treated. Think of yourself in the situation as the client. If you were having this problem, if this were your business, how would how would you handle it? And how would you want it to be handled for you? Man, that's such a great um, mindset and such a great thing to have in the back of your mind, right? Because it's so easy for us to kind of get clouded a little bit, right? When we're in our business. And I I would imagine that when you say that to yourself, it kind of helps you take a step back and go, okay, how do I think about situations objectively, which I Absolutely. think is great. Um, so Paul, we, in the, in the pre-interview, we had talked a bit about, you know, that you decided uh, to niche in the CPA and the legal space about five years ago, which by the way, I think is a phenomenal thing to do. Most MSPs, frankly, most businesses do not do this. Um, but I'm curious, what brought about what brought about this change for you, and what benefits have you experienced as a result of doing that? So, just as an aside, probably if I were not in the IT profession, I probably would have found myself in one of those two uh, industries. Okay. So, so I take a personal interest to them. Uh, I also think that you know there, there are business that 
relies on technology, relies on computers a lot, relies on the need for IT security. And they're, they're a little unique. I mean, they're, they're fast-paced, you know, CPA firms, they have their busy seasons. They need yeah. someone that can be there for them during those uh, difficult times of the year when they're working 27 hours a day. Yeah. On, uh, and that's that's where we are. We are that company that, you know, matches their hours during tax season, uh, is there for them on those late hours, those uh, long weekends. And, and the same thing for attorneys. They they all have their you know, early mornings, their late nights, and uh, we match up to that skill set. And also the software that they use. You know, uh, CPA firms, they use special software from, you know, vendors, you know, Intuit, LeCert, Drake, yeah. uh, QuickBooks, just to name a few. Yeah. Uh, attorneys have the same kind of time, you know, different kind of time tracking programs, different kind of document management programs and needs. And so because we know those systems, because we support so many of their peers, yeah, we're able to service them that much faster. And so when the CPA has a problem, they can call us you know, 80, 90% of the time, I'll say 90% of the time plus, even if it's something in their own application, we'll be able to resolve that problem, saving them usually two, three hours on the phone with the vendor during tax season. Got it. So you, at the time, I, I love the fact that you you had an you have an interest in those specific industry verticals, which kind of drew you to them. Was there something going on in your business when you decided to focus on these two? Like I'm just I'm trying to identify like what was it where you were like, man, we need to focus on some specific industries here. Do you remember anything that was going on at that point? You know, it was the, the type of client that we had the most of. Yeah. At the, it was the type of client that we liked working with and, you know, they liked working with us. And, um, you know, because, because of our interest and because of our exposure to them, we were able to you know, provide them the best support. Yeah. But not to say that we don't have other industries. You know, many of our, our attorney clients and our CPA clients um, you know, they're great and they refer us to, to their clients who might be in the same profession, but, you know, uh, you know, doctors, construction practices, uh, yeah. you know, uh, management companies. And, and so we appreciate that as well. So, you know, to the tune of marketing, you know, we look to also an industry that also can provide us referrals. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are trusted advisors just as, as we are. Do you you touched on this where when you've niche in a specific industry, it does allow you it allows you to become more efficient, right? Because you're used to their tech. You're used to their tech. You can service them much better. Um, from a marketing standpoint, were there things that you you've experienced after making this shift to focus on these industries? Absolutely. So when you know, when we're marketing, we're able to send items that are that are timely and beneficial to their industry. Yeah. So right now, you know, CPA firms are, you know, while they're in their low season, they're also concerned about some new compliance that is coming down. And FTC safeguards is one of them impacting CPA firms, and 
being that we're in that community, we're part of that community, we attend the, the CPA trade shows, um, we're able to talk to the CPAs about, you know, FTC safeguards and help them through that journey. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, um, you can speak their language. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, one of my mentors um, said specificity sells, right? And so you, if you don't, if you're not in, if you're not in the industry of serving CPAs, you might not be up on the lingo, right? You might not talk about high season or low season, but when you can send out a marketing message that talks about these specific things that they're dealing with, it immediately engages them, um, which is huge. <clears throat> so um, before we move on to the, my next question, is there anything else you want to add there? Uh, just by, you know, by having a niche and being specific to something. Now you look at the example of a, uh, you know, a general doctor versus a specialized surgeon, right? Who's going to, who's going to serve their client during that scenario, their patient better. And, and selfishly, um, you know, I had that little bit of extra knowledge. I'm entitled to make a little bit more money as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we had also talked about, um, you know, some of the marketing investments that you've made in the past, uh, you know, some online marketing efforts didn't work quite as well as, as you thought, and you felt like it wasn't implemented um, correctly. Where do you think, and by the way, this happens all the time. So this is one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you about it, because I think people can learn from this. Um, where do you think things went wrong and what would you do differently next time? So I've made a lot of great marketing moves. I've made a lot of bad marketing moves. Um, talking about online marketing, uh, you know, I basically went went with a consultant, hired a company, and let them run with it. And didn't I, I probably should have been asking more questions and being more on top of being more on top of the trends and being more directive, but not being experienced myself in that area. Yeah, I didn't know what questions to ask. I kind of trusted that you know the company that was doing it was doing the right thing and you know, knew what they were doing. Yeah. So it's, um, you didn't, you didn't, you should have asked more questions, but you didn't know what, what those questions could be, which made it difficult for you to manage them and hold them accountable. Am I, am I getting that right? I, I, I would put that almost perfectly, and okay. also devote, devoting the time. You know, just because you, just because you outsource a task, right? Especially when it comes to your business, marketing, finance, you know, you outsource it to someone. That doesn't mean that you need that you're removed from the process. Yeah. And so the big thing I learned is, I have to be just as involved as, as if I were doing it myself or doing it in house. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. You know, a lot of people have gone down the same path, right? And because it's really it's difficult when marketing is not your your thing. <laughs> um, it's really difficult to know you don't know what you don't know, right? And um, so when you work with a consultant or you work with an agency, especially with marketing, not every marketer is gonna say this, but most marketing takes time. It, it, like there are not immediate results. Yes, there are some things that 
you can do from a marketing standpoint that generate more immediate results, you know, like paid ads, those types of things. But in general, a lot of it takes time. And when it takes time to start seeing results, it can be really hard to manage that. And, and unless you've set very specific metrics and goals that you're going to track and you set waypoints that where people are going to, that they're going to hit. Right. And so it's when people are working on longer term marketing things where you may not have a ton of metrics initially, it's setting those waypoints where it's like, okay, in 30 days, you said we, we said we, we agreed we were going to be here and in 60, we were going to be here and in 90, we were going to be here. So it's what I find makes it easier to get this done is setting proper metrics and the right goalposts or waypoints that people are going to hit. And that's how you can hold them accountable. Um, but I think also having a resource that you can rely on from more of an executive level standpoint with marketing makes it much easier to be able to hold implementers, people that are actually doing the work accountable. Um, So I hope that's helpful. And I mean, you shared some really good stuff there because I think it's, this happens all the time. You know, I talk to business owners every week that are like, I just spent this money with an agency and, didn't work like nothing happened you know it 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 takes time you know obviously for everyone listening you know no reason especially when you're talking you know the internet you know facebook google ads um seo you know and i was prepared i was i sat it out the entire year you know i didn't you know lose faith or go crazy but you know toward the end it was there were there were some excuses made by the other side. I'm like, oh, well, you should have told me this six months ago. Maybe we would right, have done something right, different. yeah. Which is which I think is where those those waypoints or or really really help keep people accountable throughout the entire process, so that we don't get to the end. Because the reality is, Paul, even if it even though these things take time you still have indications as you're doing the work, whether it's headed in the right direction or not. And if it's not headed in the right direction. So I guess as they say, you got to follow your gut. Follow your gut. Um, You know, but also, you you know, you've got, it's when you, when you look at marketing, it's no different than most parts of business. Like if you're choosing to do something, we need to have a goal, right? Like, why are we doing this? And once we set that goal, our goal for doing that specific thing then helps dictate what we're going to look at and track to determine whether we're on pace. And so we need to do that for each of the marketing activities that we're doing as well, right? Because some, look, some people are some people are trying to brand build or some people are trying to generate leads or some people are trying to improve lead conversions. Like all of those things are different goals and you're going to be tracking different metrics to help determine whether you're on point for that. So, you know, we always, not just with marketing, everything in our business, I think we need to look at what, what are we going to do? Why are we doing that? And how are we going to track our progress towards that. Um, 
So uh, thank you for sharing that, Paul, because I, I think there's a lot people can learn from that. Because like I said, you are not the only person that, <laughs> that has been in that boat. Um, getting in front of the right prospects is a challenge for a lot of MSPs. Anybody in the B2B professional service realm, getting in front of the right prospects. What are you doing to push through that challenge? The most successful outside of, you know, Actually, the the most successful thing that I've done and for leads and for getting in front of the right people uh, is in-person networking. I'm a member of a LATIP group. It's similar to BNI or leads um, exchange groups. Every weekend, I'm I'm not afraid to go out and ask and say, hey, I'm looking to meet CPAs who are in this geography, who have this business size. If you know anyone, let me know. Yeah, and then I'll take it from there. Uh, and the same goes for asking existing clients for referrals. Um, you know, happy customers bring happy customers. Yeah. Well, uh, birds of a feather flock together, right? Like CPAs know other CPAs, attorneys know other attorneys. Um, and those I, referrals, uh, they're very, very trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I'm, I want to pull a few things out here that you've already shared because to me one of the simplest ways to get in front of the right people is to niche like you've done when when you can niche by industry it becomes much much easier to identify where those people are you already touched on like you're going to trade shows for cpas right you can go to trade shows for attorneys but when you like when a lot of people target much more broadly, right? Oh, I work with small business owners or medium-sized businesses. Well, man, that target is so dang big. Like we can't even, we can't even see the bullseye, right? Like all we're seeing is red because the target is so big. But when we narrow it down, it becomes much, much easier. Um, you know, we did this for a client that was actually a CPA. Uh she specialized in veterinary practices. Well, the minute she narrowed that down, I call it an ideal client GPS list. It's it's a list of where you can go to find your ideal clients. Well, when it's by industry, all of a sudden, like, okay, I mean, you can just do a Google search for it, right? Veterinary uh, trade shows, podcasts for vets, like associations they belong to, People they follow, websites they they visit, email lists they subscribe to, all of those things become so much easier and so much more targeted. When you go to a trade show, it's not a trade show for like every freaking small business owner under the sun. It's for CPAs. It's for attorneys. You know that you're going to be talking to the right people there. You know, so the way I always think about it is like you're you're not casting a net out in the middle of the ocean, hoping you're going to catch a fish. You're going down to the local trout farm, sticking the line in the water. You know you're going to catch a trout. You are in the right place. That's um, great advice. So I think one of the, one of the biggest things that you did to get in front of the right people is focusing on a specific niche, um, because it's much much easier. Um, what's been the biggest driver of your growth? 
Yeah, kind of going back to our mantra of treating others the way that we want to be treated, right? Uh, getting getting those referrals, getting growing as an organization, growing uh, you know uh, maturity, our operational maturity, as well as um, industry knowledge, contacts in the industry, contacts yeah. within our our client profile. What um what are your aspirations for the future, Paul? Where do you where do you want to go with Titan? Love to get on that rocket ship and you know go to the moon, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now we service New Jersey and you know our you know we kind of touch on PA and uh, and New York State and New York City over there. I'd like to grow more in the region. Yeah. And continue to grow the business and. Uh, it really be be the kind of business that a CPA or attorney wants to have as their IT service provider. Do you, okay, uh, we didn't talk about this, but I want to pull this out because I think there's a roadblock that a lot of people have. Because you, So you've niched serving CPAs and legal. You're also really focused on a fairly set geographic area. But you still have plenty of opportunity to grow within that area, even though you've niched. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah. So, because I think that's a huge roadblock for a lot of people where they're like, gosh, if I niche, I'm closing up myself off to, to all this business. But it's really the exact opposite. Because you, when you niche, your message is so much better. And the reality is most businesses don't need hundreds of new clients every year. They need 10, 20, 30. Uh, and the market is still plenty big enough to get that many people even when you niche. You just wait for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, thank you, Paul, for taking the time. I want to ask you one more question before we wrap things up today. And that is knowing what you know now, is there anything you would do differently? Started marketing a lot earlier, niched a lot earlier. Um, you know, don't be a, don't be afraid of it, not being afraid of it. Yeah. Um, thank you. That's a, that's a self-serving answer for me. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I love it. Um, so many people are, it, they just have, it's hard to make that leap to niche or to invest in marketing consistently. Um, but gosh, I have interviewed so many business owners like you, so many MSPs like you that, man, their business changed when they niched, when they started investing in marketing on a regular basis. Uh, things shift, uh, you know, and it's, uh, I was just listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, from another marketer, and I talk about this a lot. Where he, you know, he's like, "Look, as business owners, we are all, we're, you're, you are, you are in the business of of being an MSP, being an IT provider, but your first business is being a marketer because if you don't have marketing bringing in leads that convert to clients, then it doesn't matter how great of an of an MSP you are." Right. And that's the way it is for all of us. We are marketing and salespeople first and foremost. And then we're whatever we actually do. Um, 
which I think is is a it's a difficult mindset shift for a lot of people. But the minute you can accept that, uh, your business is going to be so much better for it. And the follow up so, question for that is: Who's responsible for sales in your organization? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, every touch point, right? Every touch point that a a prospect or a client has with your organization is is a marketing and a sales touch point, right? Yeah. And we can't we can't lose sight of that. Um, Paul, this has been a fantastic conversation, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Where can people learn more about you? How can they connect? Yeah, check out our website, uh, timefortitan.com. You can also look me up on uh, LinkedIn and YouTube. Cool. I love it. Timefortitan.com. And on LinkedIn, it's just Paul Neb, N-E-B-B. So go search them, connect with Paul, go check out Time for Titan. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. Those of you that are uh, watching, listening, I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. Paul shared a number of different things that he's he's done, he's learned from within his business. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about target market and, and you know and messaging and that side of it, which are two of the nine revenue roadblocks we help clients remove so they can accelerate growth. If you want to find out which of the nine are slowing down your growth, you can do that over at revenueroadblockscorecard.com. You can also always connect with us over at rialtomarketing.com. Feel free to book a free discovery call. Be happy to help help you uh, help guide you into where you should be focusing your marketing efforts right now, based on where you are and where you want to go. So, Paul, thank you. Those of you watching, listening, thank you. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Rialto Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us and how we help businesses grow, or simply check out the show notes, visit us on the web at www.rialtomarketing.com. That's www.rialtomarketing.com.